0: Cool. Yeah. No. I think it, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, I mean, nothing good or bad ever lasts forever. So, I, so I hate to bring it to even if you're happy, that doesn't last forever either. It goes back and forth, and like, and like, no matter what you're dealing with, there's somebody. I mean, if you have to focus on this, I don't know, but like, a lot of people have it worse. A lot of people have it better. I think it's a day to day thing. I mean, this world's madness. I mean, even if you're in good health and good, good, good situation, you're you're wealthy, whatever whatever the goals are. I mean, you still have bad days. Even even if you have everything in the world, and if you don't have everything, we'll get bad. I mean. I don't know, I, I, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff these last couple, like this last couple years, like my mom got really sick and stuff, and like, I, I had to fight this like negativity thing I had, you know, it's like I had, to, I, had to, I had to fight that to stay in a good situation, to stay positive, or try to at least, and I slip up, I mean, I, I slip up still, I still have a negative mindset sometimes, but I try to get out of that, and it's all about your mindset, it's like whatever you do, I mean, whatever, whatever you're given, uh, like I think you should run with, because I mean, I, I wasn't... I didn't pick this avatar. You know, I, w- I would have picked a way better looking avatar. <laughs> like, even, uh-huh. I would have I I been like a, a dude with a six pack. I a Ferrari dealership and, and then a CEO of like some company. You know, I would have picked some, like just run with whatever you have. Be true to yourself. And like, I mean, that's all you can really do. Love the people around you. Love your family. Keep them united. Keep your friends. I mean, follow God, serve your country, uh, uh, provide for your family. You know, just like I think that's those are the noble things that are left in this world. And I think you need to do those things. and Focus on those more than anything.
1: Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue.
2: Hey, hey, hey! Come on in today. It's time for that for that topic to happen today. What is the topic? The topic today again is you know that's all like always overcoming adversity. We're going to triumph over tragedy. All right, we're going to what's it called? Kick problems and the botox and move forward in life and have the best life possible. Hey, our topic, our guest today. He's going to talk. This can be this can be good. I'm going to like this. It's going to be fun. Get educational. It may put me in a different area for me to start working on in life. But he's been in a, a movie on Netflix and Amazon. Has his own podcast show and everything like that. And let's find out more about how we can maybe maybe how we can all get a venture venture in some type of area to the performance world. Welcome to the show, Anthony Rogers.
0: Hey, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, brother.
2: No, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your valuable time because we know that time is valuable Time's and uh, you know and this this is a uh, a topic that I haven't covered before but again I like coming up with uh, some newer things uh, from this and you know I can see the rewards of being having a movie on or being in a movie on how but, uh, I don't know if you, if you mean uh, well it says you're in a movie okay? on netflix and amazon so i can see the rewarding but i can see the frustration of getting there as well
0: well yeah i'd say take, it, t- it took a long time like trying to be like a uh, like an independent or like a uh, self-employed artist i guess like uh it took it took like uh being broke through your 20s you know and uh and and, and being seen as like delusional
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and,
0: you know until it takes off i mean you're in the same kind of field Podcasting's entertainment man i mean i'm sure you heard it all before when you started a podcast or something too you know it's like like all the all the, you can't do it and then like oh wow i knew you could do it you know by the same people later you know it's like it's a d- definitely a lot to overcome i think just like uh i mean how to survive for 10 years while being completely broke and then um chasing uh-huh. your dreams the whole time you know like i did comedy and writing and a bunch of other stuff before that and got lucky enough to but yeah one film's on netflix called rampage present down the other one's called uh psychwave and that's on amazon uh, prime right now and then we're working on a couple things like to, for amazon right now too like uh we took like a a psychic to a haunted penitentiary and that's getting edited right now uh, called a walk through hell it's gonna be like a mini series kind of thing and then we're working mm-hmm. on um, taking my my show the Anthony Rogers show to uh, to Amazon as well so it's just a lot of work I mean getting subtitles together organizing everything making sure it's not boring you know it's like it's a lot of work for sure.
2: Well definitely at the very beginning I mean how do you know how to get started? I mean, talking to other people that's been there, just start studying, dive in and just learn as you go along. How I mean, how do you, how do you get started with something like that? I mean, I, I think
0: you nailed it when you said, um, learn as you go along. Um, um, I, sorry, I'm sorry. It's it
2: probably a learning process all your life as long as you stay in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a definitely, I mean, I had no, I still don't really know what I'm doing. Um, you know I mean? It's just like, you just kind of take it as it goes. Uh, I feel like, you know, um, you kind of like I don't know how to describe it, but like I the, the way I got the first film was like 2016 it was um it's still on Netflix I think um it was 2016 it was like uh, I just annoyed my favorite director and I annoyed him for uh, I like the um he made these movies called Rampage there's a trilogy of like this guy who like uh gets annoyed with the system and stuff and like uh does this whole thing like uh, he just goes on, these like murder spree kind of thing and the first one was so good I saw he was making the second one and I annoyed him for that. And I wasn't like established enough. I didn't have like a big enough following online yet, and stuff. And he's kind of like, ah, uh, like you know, he still answered me, but he's like, ah, I don't know. And then I had like, uh, and then I at the time I was like verified on Facebook, had like a million people on Facebook built up. I got sense deleted, but built up my social media to like a million people. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll have you on. I mean, what's the worst thing that happens? You could advertise this to a million people, even if you're awful. <laughs> like basically, yeah. it's how we, basically, is how he viewed it. And it was Uva Bowles, like uh, one of the uh, one of the most notorious and like hated film directors. If you if you Google his name, um. And that's that's why I wanted to work with him too. And then like I annoyed this guy probably like two years, and and then now I'm pretty much now I became friends with him. I could just like hit him up whenever. Now he's like basically yeah. my friends at this point. And uh, you know he gave me my first chance on uh, shot being in a movie. And then since then I just kind of like uh like kind of took over the directorial aspect of it, making like these TV shows and stuff, and hosting my own show pretty soon. And then um and then I was in Psycho is like a, like a small like kind of cameo kind of thing in the opening scene, like uh but I played like two roles in that too, so it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so how old were you when you started wanting mm-hmm. to be in the movies? You know, you get these childhood actors you hear a lot about, and then you hear, um, oh, like Morgan Freeman was in his forties when he started.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, no, I was uh, late twenties, early thirties, I think. I think I was like I was twenty nine, something like that, uh, when I recorded. it, I think. Uh-huh. So I mean, it. Uh, yeah, no, it took it took a sec. I didn't really realize this was my dream, like my goal or course, until I was like, um like 19 I think I, I so I think it took about 10 years to, to do that for film but um but I was doing other things I was touring as a comedian before that like two years before that I was uh I was just writing for like websites and stuff getting my name out there more so that yeah. it'd be w- worth being in movies because like it's hard to I think that's what people don't really understand is like you need like a fan base first and then like that from my perspective you need like a fan base first and then and then like figure it out from there like I didn't like you were talking before the show about taking like uh traditional courses, like at, like uh, like acting rules and stuff, like like our uh, classes and stuff. I I didn't do that per se, or I didn't even I don't even have a headshot. You know, I never did any of that stuff. Like uh, I didn't like move to LA, and pay some guy to take a picture of me in like a suit and tie, and like yeah, beg everybody to do that. I kind of just use the internet, and like I'm from Missouri, so I mean this is my strong like kind of like like where I live, you know, like my hometown area. So it's like I I just like just kind of stick with the internet. You didn't really need to do the traditional routes. I felt as if, and like, I mean, of course I like tried to figure out and thought about how to be like these roles and stuff. But I mean, the, like the, the role in the, uh, Psycho cycle, I mean, that was just me being, me being myself, just joking around, you know, it was just like, it was pretty easy to do that one, but I had to pretend to be an FBI agent. And the other one, that was good. That was a little bit harder, you know?
2: <laughs> there you go. So, Hey, I, I would think another topic and we won't have to get into a lot here, but building that social media clout like you said a million plus people that that's a challenge in itself to get again to get people like you said interested in you and then get them to drink the kool-aid to follow you
0: yeah no that's that that was hard um i i grew up in a good generation though i felt like i grew up um i graduated like high school like right as it right as youtube was kind of coming out and uh and, and myspace and stuff and like um I was really hesitant to even join it at first. I thought it looked stupid. Like I just kind of was like, ah, that's kind of stupid. I still kind of think that, but it's useful. Like, I mean, it's still useful. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to do like uh, the '90s tactic, the nineteen seventies, nineteen nineties tactic of like knocking on everybody's door. Like, man, I got the script. I swear to God, I'm an actor. Blah blah blah. You yeah, didn't have to like do like the the thing I imagine like like guys like like uh, early early actors having to do just to know these people face to face. I was able to just email people, uh, message them on Instagram. Well, Instagram went around. around. Uh, just I was able to email people, blow up on YouTube a couple times. I mean. The problem, I'd say, with growing your fan base isn't necessarily growing your fan base. It's once it's grown, they're going to delete you. <laughs> like, you mean, uh, the, that's the annoying part. Like, I had a million people on Facebook, a verified Facebook. They deleted that one. I, I was verified on Twitter. They, they deleted that at different times. Like, like, you have to be pretty status quo, um, to keep your to keep your social media at this point. I mean, you can't have any kind of like questioning society or any uh or or political opinion or like oh, anything. Yeah anything like that, or they just stifle you at this point. I mean, that that's the biggest problem for me is the stifling and the, and the holding back and the throttling of like how, like, I feel like I'm really good at marketing, but I feel like if they're just going to delete my account, like, I mean, what does it matter?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that frustrates me is they're supposed to be giving you this freedom of speech, but yet they'll limit who they think it's yeah. amazing who they let, uh, uh like you said, Will delete an account or let the account go. It's uh, it, it's amazing. On I guess if it did not fit their viewpoints, then uh, they're they're ready to move quick on you.
0: Yeah, for lack of better terminology, if you're not like a complete conquer, like a or, or like a Democrat, like fluffing like Biden the whole time, like I, they're just like, you I mean, they just get rid of you. And I think you should have opposing points of views. I think all thinking is rational. I think all all words are are relevant. I think just like everyone's opinion is relevant. I, I'm, I'm a free speech kind of guy even if I, I i advocate for like people i disagree with all the time to have free speech you know like like i see like a lot of my republican friends being like being like oh man Whoopi Goldberg like f her you know and then i'm just, I'm just like i think she's a lot to say dumb stuff too i think we're all allowed to say dumb stuff even if we disagree with the dumb stuff being said you know i think uh, that's you mean, yes and i yeah. think that's a huge point we need to grow as a society and kind of see i mean I, I think i think just these people are kind of being irrational and like just because somebody says something you didn't like i mean you're allowed to vocalize you don't like it but you can't tell them they can't say it
2: yeah, that's right. I mean, because we should be able to express, say how we can't uh, what we need, uh, but respect each other. You don't have to agree with me, but you should have, should respect it, and then you know go about your own business after that. So yeah, I okay. agree with that. So it's it's amazing to me. So, you know, so you so you got into you were uh, comedy and stuff uh, was basically your first kind of so called gigs or whatnot.
0: Writing was my first thing, and then, and then I went writing, to comedy. Okay. Like, I wrote for Thought Catalog. Um, this website that I saw got like 2.3 million views a day. I don't know where it's at now, but at the time, it was getting a lot of reads. So I'd write a bunch of articles, staying on the front page. I would just keep writing a bunch of articles. And then, like, uh, I wrote like joke articles, like satire stuff, just making fun of like the top 10 lists and all that. And like, I'd like stop halfway through the list and just edit five and just do a bunch of weird stuff and like, um, and just kind of mock like the writing culture as it was. Cause it was kind of boring at the time. I think it was like 2014. It was kind of this boring, like, pretentious kind of like little, little kid kind of writing style. And I just like made fun of it really hard. And then I got, I got blacklisted from writing because uh, my articles blew up and they, they, read them as a fake they thought i was like writing like news stories when i was just like making fun of news stories and which is which is successful now i mean you got babylon b you got the onion and yeah, stuff but yeah during yeah. that during that time i mean it was kind of it was kind of new at the time and or at least in a, in a successful way kind of new. i think people's been doing it for satires existed for a long time but, but i just mean like as far as the on the internet it was kind of a new kind of thing and like i got blacklisted from that and then I um, couldn't write anywhere because like they just like they called me all these names and like just like I didn't go to the Ivy League school they all went to and uh, I didn't yeah. um, I I didn't repeat the rhetoric and status quo BS they wanted me to and like I wasn't fake sad about what TV told me to be fake sad about and like I wasn't happy about what TV told me to be happy about and I just had my own opinion and stuff so they didn't like that very much and then I I I got blacklisted where I couldn't even write any for anyone really I, I was writing for funnier or Die at the time I was writing for Thought uh, thought a bunch of their stuff and then they um they just kind of like cut me. And wouldn't let me write anymore um, as far as like major publications. So then uh, I was asked to go on a comedy tour after that. And that's kind of the second thing was comedy. Like uh, I, I am asked like that million uh, person, like fan base kind of thing. And then uh, th- uh, this band touring was like, Hey man, you should go on tour with us. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Like, you know, and then just, that was my first kind of like uh taste of uh, comedy. I didn't do the open mic thing. Like everybody does. I think I just kind mm-hmm. of went straight to touring and just kind of bullshit it really well, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah. 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 Hey, so th- this brings up a uh, point here to me. Uh, just listening do you think that part of your blackballing stuff is because you did not fall into their clique? Because you were saying, you know, mentioned from uh, other people from Harvard or the other people, I'll just say, you know, they're waitress or waiter and they're here to ready to pitch their thing at any time and point where they're working, whoever they're maybe sitting at their table. And so, because you didn't do their routes, then people, you know, help uh, blackball you that way.
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent is what happened. Like Harvard actually called me racist for my article. They just call everybody racist. They like they're like like they're like there's like, 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 oh, you're racist because like I hate don't like your opinion. And it's just it's just like a it's just like a little kids' argument all the time. It's like like, like they 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 just love saying people care about crayon colors and like and like <laughs> like yeah. they, they just love it. I mean, and this was the beginning of it. I mean, this was like I mean from two thousand eight to like to like twenty sixteen, I'd say that worked. That like ruined people's careers. I mean, I mean, I mean, now they're just saying Rogan's racist and everybody's like, shut up, we're tired of this. Like it's not oh, even yeah. true. Like, I mean, it's coming, it's coming by, by 2022 where we're at now, um, if you're watching this later or whatever, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's like, we're, that doesn't work anymore. And we like, look into it. I mean, if someone's actually being racist, they're like, Oh, fuck that guy. But like, but, but most of the time, it's being used as like slander and libel and like way to discredit somebody you don't like. And it's just boring. And like, they did that whole number to me and just called me a bunch of names. Like Harvard review was calling me that Washington is was calling me that. Like I blew up in the wrong way, I guess, you know, but it's still, to me, it's funny. Like they're like, Oh like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, this is the worst writer ever. And I'm like, hey, I'm a writer. You know, I'm like, I'm like oh, cool, man. I'm a writer, you know, like, 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 oh, this guy's so bad at writing. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm a writer. You know, like, that's how I viewed. I'm like kind of tunnel vision, you know, mm-hmm. and like, uh, yeah, no, I think I wasn't very, I'm not, not very, stat- I'm not a very status quo guy. That's why I work for myself. You know, I can't really work for other people. I feel like because of that.
2: That's another thing. It takes a lot of work. It's a lot of work. To do whatever you're trying to do with the movies or whatever, writing, comedian, still takes a lot, a lot of work. But I think uh, I think you're right when you talk about coming in the time that you come in with the way the internet is going. I mean, there's a lot of people that's hit it big in music, find their way in some type of a comedy, in some type of movie someone found them doing their own YouTube or whatever. And have blown up uh, because of this, and I think a lot of people get jealous. Oh, for sure. I mean, because they 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 think about when I was first country singing, I had to go to every bar in America and make my forty dollars, and you know, for everybody, for me to get out there. Where today you can sit at home and make a good, comfortable living, and, and, and you know what I'm saying? No, I yeah, I, get... see, I can say I can see where. I, Bunch of people get the kind of butthurt on it.
0: I I fall into that too. I'll, I'll hear these like young guys going to college for film, and I'm like, I'm like, you spent, you spent forty thousand dollars trying to like get a film degree when you could have just made a movie. You know what I mean, and like, I see that, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I slept on couches, I slept in my car, I did all these things. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get on my own, I get on my own self too, because I'll be like, I'm like, man, I gave up everything for this, you know. What I mean, so when I hear guys just pretend they do it, it pisses me off. You I mean, so I, I, I understand the same thing, it's a like human emotion, you know. I could see why these guys were mad. I could see what why it triggers me sometimes. You know, it's like, it's just a human emotion and like a competitive nature we have, you know, as men, I guess. Well, men are very like competitive people, you know.
2: Oh, yeah. And uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, same thing. And I've heard the same thing, too. You you can't do that. Why do you want to try to do that? You're going to be a failure at that. Why lose uh, some money to do what you're trying to do? You know, you you hear it all the time. But I'm a, a firm believer. Let's see what you think of this. I'm a firm believer, even though we got all this negative outside of us, people telling us we cannot do. We're the ultimate captain of the ship. So when we decide not to do it, first thing we want to do is blame everybody else. They said I couldn't do it, so I should try. When it's really us that decided to shut everything down and shut our dreams down, not because everybody else.
0: You're right. No, we, yeah, we're responsible for how we react to everything. I mean, I think if I ought to listen to, if I to listen to everybody, I would end up working at Kmart and they went on a business a couple of years ago. You know, uh, I just would have, I would have got a job like at a, re- a retailers or something. I'm mean, not, there's anything wrong with that. It's just like, that's not, that wasn't my route. And like, and like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we glorify the wrong thing sometimes. I think if, if society would have glorified, uh, like people that cure cancer, I feel like I would have focused on that more. You know, it's like, I, I felt like I was just, I, I kind of fell into the whole like uh, societal thing, you know? And plus I just, I just love movies and stuff, I guess, you know, and my, my parents were funny. So it was easy to get into comedy. Cause like my, my parents were always roasting me as a kid and taught me how to roast people, I guess. And like, uh-huh. I just like, I, I mean, I guess it just all kind of fell together, but I mean, I, I do feel as if like I, I, I wasted a lot of time on things that don't really matter. Like entertainment doesn't really matter. You know, like, like it's not like doing anything big for society Other than like, hopefully, like, kind of hyping people up out of their out of their like mass trauma that was given like from the since like March twenty twenty till now, you know, it's it's like maybe maybe I can maybe I can help people escape from how bad their day was or how bad that is, but that's like really stretching it for like positivity. Like realistically, I should have like focused on maybe curing cancer or something. (laughs) Look at me.
2: Oh no, I understand. understand. Yeah, and 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 we all fall in that trap that um, we fall into. Whatever we think other people want. And then we give it a shot at it when we hate it, okay? Or maybe, maybe we chase a dream that um, uh, it it doesn't work out. And not that we say we wasted our time in it because we learn things from it. Fair. And then it then eventually it takes us to where our dream or purpose what we think would be.
0: And that's a good point. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm trying to get into politics now too. I ran for. Um, I ran for office as a, for a U.S. Congressman out of Missouri's District One, and I, I mean I came in like second place. I won my primary as a Republican, but I was in a, I'm in a heavy Democrat district. If you couldn't tell by all the homeless people here, um, <laughs> I gonna mm. not to be rude, but you know I mean it's kind of obvious But it's a Democrat. When you see when you see people asking for money on the side of the road, you can tell a Democrat runs the town. You know, um, <laughs> that's that's how I view it. But uh, but I'm Good. just saying, like, <laughs> not to get too political, but uh, but I uh, know I ran for I, I ran for office and I came in second without using any money because I built up this fan base from my podcast and from like movies and whatever else, like comedy, I guess, you know? And, um, and, and I got like 60,000 votes without even spending, I mean, I spent 28 bucks and I I got 60,000 votes just using the internet. You know, I think, I think that's, I think that's kind of what you're saying is like, like where it takes you later. I mean, you may not, you may, you may not expect where where the universe takes you, but I mean, you're always, you always go where you're needed, you know? And I felt like, uh, I feel like this area needs, needs me more than I need it kind of thing. You know, it's like, I, I just like kind of see what's going on. I'm like, okay, how do we fix all these stupid problems that somebody either did on purpose or is just a complete moron, you know?
2: Yeah. I, I have a problem. There's something, obviously I don't know a lot and obviously I don't have the answer for everything, but it's something no just don't understand <laughs> some of the decisions that are made. And then they, when you ask about it, they give you the old turn. <laughs> they would have turned the question to uh, something else. So you never find out really why it comes, something comes up the way it does. So
0: yeah, it just gets insulting. I mean, I I, I was kind of annoyed with the whole lockdown thing personally, and I was just like, I was like, we just found out Jeffrey Epstein's a pedophile, and all his friends are pedophiles, but you're locking me down.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm oh, like, i like- a like, the
0: good. I'm That's like, a good this line. <laughs> is, yeah. I'm like, this is kind of weird, you know. It's like, and like to each their own. People are allowed to like think however they want. This is how I think, you know. And I, I kind of saw that, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a slave, man. You know, it's like, it's like you're trying to make me stay in my house and stuff. And I, I mean, I read a lot of history. I see how. I, how tragic events are used to to enslave a population, and I was just like not interested, you know. It's like that's maybe too heavy for like your positivity kind of. I think you got a more positive approach on your show, but that's just kind of how I view the world. It's like, and then maybe get into like maybe at least try politics, at least try to do something, you know. I mm-hmm. lost, I lost, but I mean, I still tried to tried to take that spot where I could write laws and reverse us out of this, hopefully, and represent people rather than like represent myself, you know.
2: Well, and then it goes to at least you did something to try. How many of us? You know, I don't care to get into politics, but, uh, but, oh, I can imagine. So I can imagine it's one of them things they call the dog eat dog world. Uh, I can, I can really believe into that. So. Um, well, you
0: see, you see all these people being like corrupt, and then you think that's just the way. You think just like you have to be corrupt to even fit in. Like I didn't take any donations. I said no to probably three hundred thousand dollars. If I if I had to go back and like kind of add up how much money I said no to, like I mean ten bucks here, ten thousand dollars here. I mean I said I said no to all donations and like try to try to set a precedent and just, and just be just like okay. We don't need a. you don't need, I'm, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. It's the brokest city in the, in the entire state. One, I, well, maybe Kansas City's broker, I don't know. But it's uh-huh. one of the brokest cities in the entire area. And, and the person I ran against took a million dollars from these people. I mean, it's like these people don't need to be giving me money. They need to be like, be worrying about their own shit. We need, I'm here to like voice for them. They I mean, they have to tell yeah. me what they want and I have to fight for that. You know, that's, that's what a representative is. It's not just this guy. You don't just represent the lobbyists and corporations. And that's where we lost these people. It's like like the lobbyists and corporations are giving everybody so much money. And like, they think that's who they have to, they're the voice of. I mean, even it's just kind of insane. And I mean, that, and that's kind of a rabbit hole of its own, but it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of an insane world and we got to stand up and do the right thing. We got to fight for free speech right now. We got to fight for our world we're in. We got to fight for, I mean, our values, our morals, all this stuff. Like, I mean, we're, we're just in a, we're in a world where nobody even cares about morals or values and it just annoys me or they don't even know what they are to be honest.
2: Yeah. It's, 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 it's amazing to me. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are on the, let's say it's straight and narrow. They really want to make a difference. And then for some reason, somehow too much money gets in their hands, pockets, whatever, then they've changed. It, it seems like it, but they start off on the, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a change. Am I going to help out? And yeah. And i sorry, that's just not me. I, I would like, I would prefer just being me poor and broke and be the, what I can to help other people than be a fake me out there just so I can have a pocket full.
0: No, I think that's what makes your podcast good is your authenticity, man. I think that that's what I mean, I think that's what's real. That's what people are craving right now. They're tired of like script readers, they're tired of this boring thing where everybody's just out for themselves. I mean, I mean, I mean, it just—I mean, look where it got us, man. Look where all the selfishness got us. It's, just, it's kind of a joke, man. If you told your ancestors like where we're at now, they would be laughing or pissed. I mean, oh, I, you got that right, yeah. I, like if hey. I told my grandpa—I mean, my grandpa died 20 years ago—but if I, I was able to tell my grandpa that this is what this is what the world's like right now, he's like, "Why did I fight the Nazis? If you're just going to like—I mean, he's like, "Why yeah, do I even yeah. why yeah. do I even fight the Nazis if you don't want free speech now? You know what I mean? He's like, "What what's even going on?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So. All right, Anthony. So, what's uh, what's on the plan? Some of the horizon for you. What's uh, what the next movie or you're, uh, you're trying to work on? Uh, trying to get on. What platform
0: get trying to get on? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I have um, I have a, two TV shows coming out on Amazon. I have one called uh, Missouri, uh, A Walk Through Hell, Missouri State Penitentiary, where we take a psychic through uh, Missouri State Penitentiary out of Jefferson City, Missouri. It's like a haunted penitentiary where people were in for. A long time, like since the 1800s and stuff. And then, um, so we have like kind of history and kind of paranormal thing mixed together. And then I got The Anthony Rogers Show, which is currently a podcast, easy to Google if people want to look it up. Um, but that's going to come to Amazon soon. So that's going to be a TV show soon. And then, um, I'm starting to tour as a comedian again in this, uh, this, uh, fake end of the world. I'm, uh, I'm, (laughs) uh, I'm starting, I'm I'm starting to tour again and playing bars and stuff rather than comedy venues because I like bars better. They're more fun. And, um, T- touring around missouri right now because i mean i think that's the one of the most free states right now um mm-hmm. but i mean you're out of nashville i mean you're out of nashville so i mean i, I wouldn't rule out tennessee either like florida or some of that i don't know uh, we got some we got some good states that still love freedom so we may may tour we, we'll tour wherever freedom exists still that's where we're at there right
2: now. you go yeah definitely uh tennessee and nashville area we've got all our uh honky tonks and bars and everything they're all open uh and going they're uh, they're up and live so uh maybe yeah, yeah. maybe you get down this way uh sh- sent me uh, email or something to see if I can try to hit, hit, hit up with you.
0: Yeah, we'll have you hosted. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool.
2: Right. Yeah, it would be fun. Uh, being a little host and uh, MC there. So, all right. So, all right. Um, what the? Now you said uh, your mom and dad taught you how to be a comedian. Basically, they roasted you and whatnot. And yeah. So, so we were, were you were you one of the kids that uh, got into the uh, little. I, said, uh, I don't want to say trouble, trouble, but minimum trouble while you're in school where the, uh, the, uh, uh, your comedy routines, the teachers get fed up with it and, and chewing you out.
0: Oh, definitely. I made fun of teachers so bad. They would just tell me to the office. They had no idea what to do. <laughs> I would roast them and then the crowd would laugh. Like the kids would laugh. So I mean, they, I, I would get, I would get the crowd on them on my side most of the time. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely was one of those kids. And, and like I remember the first joke, my parents like like made fun of me with it that, that I kind of understood as a joke. I'm sure they roasted me even before I could talk, like just the kind of parents. I had, just it's a fun atmosphere, not like a bad yeah, one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: but, yeah. But uh, they'd be like, um, they'd be like, "Why are you, why are you walking like Tito Jackson?" I'm like, I'm like, who's Tito Jackson? They go, Michael Jackson's unsuccessful brother. And I'm just uh-huh. like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like literally like a kid. And I'm like, oh man, how am I gonna come back from this? You know. But it, but it, but it's my, I think my mom and uh, dad, when they teamed up, were very brutal and like just I, in a fun way, not like a, that didn't ruin my childhood or something. It was like, it honestly set me up for my adult life, you know, where I, I was able just uh, to get out of everything really fast and like develop a quick wit because you had to with your, my parents being like that.
2: I felt sorry for this. I used to be a school teacher, is why I was asking like that. Okay. Um, and What'd you so teach? I used to teach seventh grade science. Cool. My, you look first at the science. Year, my first year teaching, um, had this one student named JJ, JJ, but I hope you listen now, let you know that uh, I'm thinking of you, but he was one of them. It had to get that attention, that laugh. I don't care what I'm teaching. He's throwing it in real quick. And my first year of teaching, I mean, I was one of them got mad, you know, JJ sit down, quit doing it. JJ quit, quit, quit JJ. And finally, uh, someone said, Hey, why don't you, why don't you make a, uh, 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 an agreement with him? Tell him he can get through your classroom through uh thursday monday through thursday friday you would give him 15 minutes to do his comedy routines every every week you know and i thought well okay i'll offer it to him they said but every time he interrupts you monday through thursday you're taking a minute away from him and i said all right well i'll offer and see how to get and uh he took me up on it and the first time and i feel so bad for him the uh that first time the 15 minutes uh, he had to get to fifth he couldn't do it's- a script or whatever <laughs> he couldn't do it when he was playing he he was one that had to be off his cuff you know what i'm saying
0: yeah and yeah
2: In middle of class and all of a sudden doing something but when he had that 15 structure time i felt so bad for him for that and after that hard. I, I, oh it, yes yeah i know it's- it yeah and he realized how hard it was then when when you because I told him I said hey you know if you're thinking about getting into uh, you know comedy uh, later on in life or whatever after school or whatnot you know you're gonna need to learn to be able to do this and so that was about me to try to talk him into this and yeah I felt so bad for him he couldn't do it and I bailed him out to help him out uh, hey man let's just uh, I would prefer you goofing up in the middle of the class and and really getting laughs than trying to do stuff that's not you. And I, I tried backed off from that just to make it easier for him, and and it wasn't as frustrating as it could have been uh, for me to allow him to to finish up like that. And he, but uh, oh, JJ, buddy, if you, I hope you, I hope you did well after all that and everything. So uh, I'm telling you, I loved you anyway, boy. So. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's funny. They used to. Jim Carrey had a similar situation where they did would give him like they'd get do the same thing. I believe Jim Carrey grew up like that. Like he he, he was given a set after like for uh, or something like that. Something like something. But I think I don't know. You stand up, hard, man. I mean, you gotta you gotta I, you gotta really know what you're doing, man. And like, uh, it, it's uh it takes some time to figure out, too. I wasn't very good at first, you know, because I skipped, like I said, told you, I skipped all the open mic night things and just went straight to a tour. So, I mean, I wasn't the best at first. If I look back at some old stuff, I'd, I'd cringe, probably, you know. I look, I uh, look back at some stuff I did last week and cringe, probably, you know. It's just yeah. like, it, it's just like, um, it's it's hard, man. I mean, but uh, we got a good thing going up here. We got a lot of good uh, comics. And we're kind of just finding, we're scouting right now, so we're finding a bunch of good comics up here. And like, I mean, we're doing these Wednesday nights at Kusamanos uh, out here in St. Louis, and like. I mean, people are killing it there, man. Like, it's a, it's a really good network of comedians, and like, um, I mean, we're taking a lot of people that make it look easier than it is. Like, uh, I feel like there's a lot of these guys are just like going up there, and they're just funny naturally. Like, you know, it's like, a, like we got a couple, like a couple dudes, like this, uh, uh, this dude was he was a bartender before, so it, it kind of naturally just prog- like 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 going from bartender to stand up comedian was just like a natural move for him, and he's killing it. You know, it's like, but I mean, yeah, no, I had I had time where I was just I had to figure out what I did is like I, if you bomb, you have to have outs. You know, I mean, you have to have like, Oh yes. You, oh yes. And that's the easiest way out of it. You, you like, you like tell this, you test this joke out, If it doesn't hit. You're like, Oh man, I thought that was going to go a lot better guys, you know? And then, and then they're like, and then they laugh at that, like, rather than the jokes. I mean, you have to have like all these outs if you fail and stuff. I mean, it's like, uh, and then like, there's so many different styles of comedy, you know, like I feel like I'll write jokes all day and then never use any of them. You know? I'll just, like,
2: oh yeah. I'll just, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can believe that too. That, um, yeah, you, you come up with a, uh, thousand things to try to pull out 10.
0: Yeah. Cause you freak out. Cause like, like, uh, I know I got a show. I got my first actual show out of town s- since like two years, like uh, in two weeks, uh, I'm going to Jefferson city, the state's capital. And like a lot of state reps are going to be there and stuff. That's where they all hang out. All the Missouri state reps hang out at this bar. And like I'm like man, I better kill. You know, it's like I better be really good. You know, and, and like, so like am like writing jokes, freaking out a little bit. And then I know, that it, like just just how I work. That I'll write all these jokes and have these worst case scenario in my notes, and I won't even use any of them. I won't. I'll freak out, write all these jokes, and not even use yeah. any of them. And that's just how that's how it works every time. You know, it's just like it's just like your brain prepares you for the moment of battle, so you're not like just gonna be like, uh, you know. It's I like, can
2: understand where you would need a script, maybe just in case something bomb, something to back on to real fast, you know. Yeah. But I, would think, I would think a lot of it would be you're freestyling it, you know.
0: You're that's trying the to best. Go, you,
2: you're going with the flow of the
0: laughs or not laughs. And that's the best for me because you never know who's going to be in the crowd. I mean, you could write jokes all day that are funny, like this kind of pe- person and, like, jokes that are funny, this kind of person. But when you go there, it's like a conversation. Because, like, you see the people and you kind of read them. You kind of see, you know what I mean? It's like before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Before you go up there, you don't know who you're talking to. You, you can prepare a speech for anything, but I mean, it doesn't matter if like these people don't, it doesn't hit them or uh, isn't relevant to them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I was going to say that um, you probably have a variety of different types of jokes to try to hit the main two or three uh, types of people. Like you said, groups out there that the, uh, seems to be the funniest.
0: Yeah and then, like there's certain things that are kind of universal in America. I mean you could easily make fun of the president. I mean like the president's kind of a moron so it's very easy. And then, and then like just certain things. I mean you can make fun of just like any kind of news, I mean any kind of pop culture things. I mean the world's in a really weird spot where, I mean, the jokes write themselves these days. I mean, you just yeah, you, yeah. you just give uh, Joe Biden a microphone and something to something to, uh, to try to read. And, I mean, that, that's comedy, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just comedy right there, man, like seeing this guy try to talk, you know, and then, and then it's kind of terrifying that he has nuclear launch codes. And, like, I don't know, it's just like it's a, it's a weird situation we're in. And, like, it, the jokes just write themselves these days. It, 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 to me, it's just,
2: just sad. It's sad more than funny with him right now. And Well, we have to laugh so we don't that's, cry. That's, it, yeah 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 and just i mean thinking he's our leader and man I, I feel i feel more sorry for him than i want to make fun of him and, well, you're and I, nice, i'm, you're I'm nice like guy. you when well, i'm like you to be beginning and i'll be going what the hell is that he just sitting there for 15 seconds nothing and then then now now i just feel sorry for him so uh, from there no you're and probably you're so-
0: a way better person than me i like you seem like <laughs> you, you, seem, you seem like a way better person than me but uh but like legitimately speaking i i mean that uh and I, but i'm just saying like i i feel like we have to roast this guy out of office and then roast the people that put him there because like he's just a puppet for like big like the people that put him there you know what i mean so it's like it's like we have to roast these guys so they never try it again i mean it's, it's like come on it's like yeah. you guys hate it you guys hated trump so bad but your solution was joe biden he I mean, was like yeah. come on like you mean and I can see complaints with anybody. Nobody's a perfect human being. Like everyone's got flaws and pros and cons and blah. But I'm just saying, like I, I'm waiting for Joe Biden's pros to come out. You know, I'm, wait, I'm waiting, waiting for something. You know, it's just like I, that couldn't be the answer to Trump that all all those whiny Democrats were talking about for like fucking like four years, man. It's just like like oh, Trump's bad, bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well then have somebody better. You know, it's like offer exactly, a better exactly. solution, have
2: some a better solution, yeah. not just be throwing someone out there.
0: Yeah, I thought George Bush was the dumbest president we're ever going to have. And then it went to Joe Biden. I'm like, oh, my God, it got worse.
2: It's, uh, just, like, <laughs>
0: it's just crazy, right, man. man.
2: This has been fun. I've I've enjoyed this and everything like that uh, uh, from here. Learned a little bit here. So uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about anything coming up? Uh, you talking about the other uh, two movies uh, coming up here? Uh, going to Netflix and uh,
0: Amazon? Yeah, yeah, I got two TV shows coming out on Amazon. I'm starting comedy again, touring around Missouri at first. I'll take offers anywhere that's free. So, I mean, so if they have like any kind of like a uh, f- uh, free open society left in America, I'll do a show there. But right now, I'm staying in Missouri because like it's a uh, it's least likely to get nuked by China. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, so I've, I've been touring. I'm um, yeah, working on that. And then I don't know, man. Just doing, working every day on everything, man. Just like trying to get going, you know.
2: I just have a problem, and, and again, I try to stay out of the political politically as best as possible but i have a problem i hope our olympic people do the best showing they can do i just can't watch it so uh, i just, can't either man just, i don't just don't want to support anything
0: yeah i don't support any society that has concentration camps yeah, me, just, I, like, I i just can't support china man like they, they they have gone overboard and they need to be checked honestly and i i hope it a more peaceful like uh way than uh than war which i mean the china's looking at taiwan and like Uh, Russia's looking at Ukraine. I'm like, they're just trying to start world war three right now. And like, it's just getting annoying. It's like, I got got a lot of things I'd rather do than fight a war, you know? And when
2: the sad thing is people were swearing up and down, Trump is going to start world war three.
0: Oh, <laughs> they project, man. But that's that. That's yeah. what the There, they were great Democrats back in the day. Like my grandfather's generation, we had FDR and Truman and all these guys. We, we had some great Democrats. The Democratic Party was swooped by radicals at this point, and, and and basically they're just idiots. They're emotion-based idiots. And like, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just true. It's like they're not smart people, policy-wise. Not logical people. They're very emotional people, and they project everything they do. Everything they do, they say Republicans do. They're, they're like, they're like Republicans are racist. I'm like, they started the KKK. They fought for slavery. They put more black people in jail to privatize prisons in the nineties. Like they're the racist party and they, and they're crazy. They're literally crazy and they whine and, and manipulate really good people. There's a lot of really good people that believe their rhetoric because they feel like the good guy. If you don't do your homework, like if you don't do any political homework at all, you're like, Oh man, the Democrats are the good guys. And then you like look at their policy. You look at all this. You're like, Oh man, they're terrifying.
2: Yeah. So and my grandfather, my mom told me that uh, he's passed away. It's been 40 years, but that my my grandmother my mom said he used to be a Democrat. I said I guarantee he would have traded parties by now. Definitely uh, agree. Th- the way it is, I, I really believe that uh, they were the good uh, guys at one believe. point.
0: They exactly. were the
2: exactly good. exactly, and so he he would have traded parties knowing what's going on today. So
0: definitely, right, yeah, Anthony. I mean- hey,
2: appreciate everything, and hey, uh, you know, there's people hurting and struggling. If you can give us a positive message that could help someone get through today, so uh, that would be a uh, cool man.
0: Cool. Yeah. No. I think it, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, I mean, nothing good or bad ever lasts forever. So, I, so I hate to bring it to even if you're happy, that doesn't last forever either. It goes back and forth, and like, and like, no matter what you're dealing with, that there's somebody. I mean, if you have to focus on this, I don't know, but like, a lot of people have it worse. A lot of people have it better. I think it's a day to day thing. I mean, this world's madness. I mean, even if you're in good health and good, good, good situation, you're you're wealthy, whatever whatever the goals are. I mean, you still have bad days. Even even if you have everything in the world, and if you don't have everything in the world, you're bad. I mean. I I don't know, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff these last couple, like this last couple years, like my mom got really sick and stuff. And like, I I had to fight this like negativity thing I had, you know, it's like I had to, I had to to fight that to stay in a good situation to stay positive or try to at least I slip up. I mean, I I slip up still, I still have a negative mindset sometimes, but I try to get out of that. And it's all about your mindset. It's like, whatever you do, I mean, whatever, whatever you're given, uh, like, I think you should run with because I mean, I, I wasn't. I didn't pick this avatar, you know. I, w- I would have picked a way better looking avatar. <laughs> like even, uh-huh. I would have I yeah. I, I been like a, a dude with the six pack. I was a Ferrari dealership, and and then a CEO of like some company. You know, I would picked some, like just run with whatever you have. Be true to yourself, and like I mean, that's all you can really do. Love the people around you. Love your family. Keep them united. Keep your friends. I mean, follow God. Serve your country. Uh, uh, provide for your family. You know, just like I think that's those are the noble things that are left in this world, and I think you need to do those things and focus on those more than anything.
2: There you go. Amen, brother. And I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I'll throw some humor into it. Whatever you're going through, good or bad, uh, humor will at least uh, prevent you from crying, as you said earlier. So, uh, so,
0: definitely. God bless you, brother. Thank you for having me on hey, the show. I
2: appreciate you covering on everything, Anthony. Hey, everybody else, share us out with someone you know that could use a good laughter here to, to to help them out through today. So, I'm Dr. James Purdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Do something today, tomorrow, Something next week that's going to help you persevere
1: past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at Perseverance.com, and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.